So which players really surprised you this past weekend, and who do you think is going to step up this coming weekend? You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. You know I love me some Bird Dogs. I wear them all the time. My wife asked me this weekend, are you ever going to quit wearing those? I said, no, I'm not. I'm going to wear them to church if I ever go to church again. So deal with it. Um, okay, Jimmy, I want to talk in the second segment about the players that stepped up this past weekend that you didn't think that you didn't see coming and the players that you think will step up next weekend. That is a second segment thing. But this is interesting to me. The players have come up with a new acronym, LANK. Now, it's not exactly the catchiest one that you've ever heard, but it means let all the naysayers know. Uh, look, sometimes I feel like Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, they have to reach for reach down deep for motivation. And they have to, you know, Georgia last year, for instance, was like, nobody believed we could do it. Everybody believed you could do it. Travis Kelsey for the Kansas City Chiefs. People were picking us to not even make the playoffs. Nobody was picking you not to make the playoffs. So you have to reach down deep for that motivation. But, you know, I feel like Lank makes some sense. Let all the naysayers know. Because there have been some naysayers. In fact, there are people who believe we've been naysayers. We haven't. We haven't. But people believe that. Um, because we haven't always blown smoke. Um, but I'll say this. I like whatever's going to motivate this team. Um, I feel like uh, there's a new attitude about it from the past several years. And uh, I'm sort of down with like Terry and Arnold explained it, made a lot of sense to me, and I'm down with it. I think, uh, you know, there was a lot of off-season negativity about Milrow and, and specifically. I mean, there just was on, on the message boards and on social media posts from fans, a lot of doubts, naysayers. Uh, I, I think, personally, a lot of it springs from that. Uh, I think uh, Milrow fed off of it, and it, it was kind of juice and, and fuel for him, and, and, and everybody sort of caught on, and uh, – this Alabama team is disrespected more than most of the previous Saban teams before it. I know I didn't pick Alabama to make the playoff, and that's been rare since 2014. Uh, I'm usually picking Alabama to win the SEC and, and make it to the playoff, and I did not this year. So uh, so maybe it's directed at me to an extent. Uh, I, I'm not a naysayer in the sense that uh, I don't think that – I never felt like this team wasn't capable – of, of doing things like getting the playoffs. I just was a little bit more Missouri this year, a little bit more, and not picking Missouri, a little bit more show me, the show me state. Uh, I, I wanted Alabama to show me a little bit of something. They did in week one. Now, that's middle Tennessee, and obviously not a real test like Texas is going to be this weekend. But I like that the team is rallying around something that means something to them. It builds a team. It builds sort of the brotherhood. And I'm not so sure that last year's team had that, but this year's team looks like they do. And uh, for those who haven't seen it, uh, Jalen Milrow and Terry Arnold both made media appearances yesterday. 
Uh, it's easily found on RollTide.com, the official website of Alabama football. Uh, you can watch the, those interviews there, and you see what bright, engaging, great kids both of them are. And uh, and that's where where Lank uh, kind of gave its birth yesterday. I believe you will see Lank coming to merchandise near you this weekend. <laughs> There's no doubt. Um, that was my first thought was like, now that's everybody's initial reaction, right? Soon as anybody says something, it's on a hat before you even understand what it means. Be on buttons, buttons. There will be buttons aplenty with Lank, Lank Tide or whatever. Uh, somebody was even pitching, pitching hats on uh, the BOL board uh, just this morning with a Lank on it. And hey, again, I, I like it. I like that. I love that our football program has this magnitude like that. There's a magnitude to Alabama football and about how within 24 hours, something like that can grow. Um, and I just want to throw this in. This is this has nothing to do with what we were just talking about. Um, I guess I can tie it in by saying Dabo Sweeney has always been known for uh, saying quirky things to try and get his team motivated. You know, just little old Clemson. Um, and by the way, I love me some Dabo. I've said it before. If you have never heard, I got to play on a basketball team with him when he was like selling real estate in Birmingham. And we were just in a pickup league. The nicest dude that's ever been. Okay. I, I love him. I think he's a fantastic human being. Um, that said, uh, Dabo's known for some quirky little uh, acronyms and puns and whatever. And uh, he needed a pun for last night against Duke because they were stinky bodinky. They went back to being little old Clemson last night. They only scored seven points because Duke muffed a punt. That's pretty crazy. And what it makes me think about is, you know, everybody talks about Alabama's dynasty crumbling. They better be looking over there a little bit east of us. Yeah, there was a time. Yeah, I have a lot to say about that. There was a time we need to remember that Alabama was off the top of the mountain replaced by Clemson. Y'all all remember that? I mean, we were done. Alabama was over. Clemson was the new dynasty. And Clemson was very, very good for a while, 16 through basically 19, I guess it was, 16 through 20. They, they, were, they were fantastic. It, it was a real deal. They were up there co-number one with Alabama. But that Clemson run is clearly something that might be coming to an end. And guess who's still pretty good? Alabama. Uh, and, and Alabama won a national championship in 2020. Clemson did not uh, win or play for one in 2021. Alabama did. Or 2022. Uh, so, yeah, I think Clemson's in some trouble. Here, here's the thing that stood out to me, Luke, about that game last night. I watched very closely again. Big fan Riley Leonard and uh, the job that uh, Mike Elko was doing there at Duke. There wasn't a huge disparity between the athletes on the field for Clemson and the athletes on the field for Duke. That that should be triple alarming if you're a Clemson fan. I, I mean, I, I, that's just how I saw it last night. Uh, I saw a Duke team that w it wasn't a fluky win. Now, Clemson did have a lot of mistakes and errors, and they're going to clean that up. But athlete per athlete, I would just give Clemson a very slight advantage to what I saw last night. Uh, Clemson did not look like Ohio State. I'm not going to use that, even Alabama as a comparator. Uh, Duke didn't look like Ohio State. They didn't look like Georgia. They didn't even look like USC. I mean, they, 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 they look to be more of a top 25 type team, not a top 10 type team. And uh, I, I just don't think they have dudes. 
Uh, I question Dabo's ability to replace those talented assistants. I think Duke had, I mean, Clemson had one heck of a football staff back in 2015, 2016, 2017. Heck of a staff, kept them together for a long time. But when all those dudes left for other jobs, I don't know that Clemson's replaced them. Nick Saban has proven to be brilliant at hiring decisions when it comes to to, to building a football staff at Alabama. Saban's the all-time best. And Saban, I, I guess people get the idea that it's easy because they watch Nick Saban do it. It's not easy. And I'm using Clemson as an example of that. And uh, I think Clemson's in a little bit of a mess. Now, I don't think they're 6-6. Six and six. They're not 7-5. and five. I think they'll probably find a way to get to 9 or 10 wins, probably, in that league. They probably will. But uh, that was not a playoff team last night. And, and once again, congratulations to Duke. Mike Elko has built Duke into a top 25 type football team overnight, overnight, a nine win team in his first year. And now it looks like he's going to have an encore similar season. Hard to say that Duke's going to win 10. If they do, he should be national coach of the year. No doubt. And uh, you know, one other thing, and this is for another podcast, but uh, it goes back to what we've said all along. If you have a quarterback, you can do a lot of things. Duke had the much better quarterback last night. Cade Klubnick comes in with all the hype. Good dude, five-star, great. Riley Leonard was the much better quarterback. It wasn't particularly close. Um, and as you mentioned, they're not even USC because USC has a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. You talked about Ohio State. Ohio State's got the best group of wide receivers in the country, bar none, but they didn't have anybody that could give them the ball. They had a tight end that was their leading receiver against Indiana. That's not good. So, uh, Jimmy, I need to tell everybody about bird dogs now. You know how I feel about bird dogs. Seriously, I wear them all the time. I wore them kayaking the other day, and then I wore them to a little dinner party thing. It was it was casual, but I wore them to a little dinner party thing. I love these things. Bird, they, they have sent us some merch. I've bought some merch. You need to go to birddogs.com slash locked on college, birddogs.com slash locked on college. Bird dogs make you look and feel good. Trust me on this. You will love it. I sleep in them all the time. Bird dogs stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. And I have some Lululemons because I have a daughter who bought me some. I didn't buy them myself. I have a daughter who bought me some. And I do like the bird dogs better. I'm just not even close which one I wear more. Go to bird dogs. Bird dogs fixed the issue about regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches. So you get way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. That is so crucial. That's why you can sleep in them. That's why you can go kayaking. I played basketball in them the other day. I did all these things. Um, bird dogs are just the best. I have the joggers. I can't wait for it to finally get cold so I can wear those. I can't wear them right now, but I can't wait for it to get cold so I can wear them. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college, birddogs.com slash locked on college, birddogs.com slash locked on college. Thank you so much. Jimmy, the rest of the week, we're going to have a crossover episode with my main man for Locked on Longhorns. And uh, we will be talking some recruiting visitors. That's a big visit weekend. Actually, um, I don't know how many official visits there will be, but I think there'll be a lot of like visitors, right? Uh, absolute metric ton of visitors. Got a great list over at BOL uh, that Andrew <coughs> Bone and Joseph Hastings have put together. A lot of work went into that. And even more being added to it. The list is like a night at the Oscars. I mean, in terms and, and the quarterbacks, two 
I think two top 10 quarterbacks in the 25 class and two top 10 quarterbacks in the 26 class. All right. So, Jimmy, now I want to do a little thing that I just drummed up. Uh, who surprised you this weekend and who will surprise you next weekend? I'm going to go first with the last weekend. You'll go first with the next weekend. Who surprised me this weekend, this past weekend? Definitely Quindarius Robinson. I was super impressed with how good he was. He had a big sack. Um, he was just super active and aggressive. And, you know, I'm, I'm not on the bash Pete Golding all the time train. I'm on the bash Pete Golding sometimes train. But um, I think the fact that we're more aggressive now is just so much better for somebody like Quindarius Robinson, who seems more like a see ball, get ball kind of guy. And, you know, and Pete Golding had him, maybe he was making him be too cerebral, you know, maybe making him think too much. Let, let him be what he is. You know, I've always talked about the, what's the uh, old Aesop fable about the scorpion and the frog. You know, I've told you that before. And if you don't know it, look it up because it's too long for me to tell it. But let the scorpion be a scorpion. Let Quindarius be Quindarius. That's my thought on that. Boy, I like that a lot. Um, man, there's a, a few to choose from here. Uh, I think most of our players are good, so I'm really surprised when they do when they do well. But let me give you a name of, of a guy that, uh, you know, wasn't a huge game, that, it, but his performance was clutch, and that's Kendrick Blackshire. Trez Marshall, who's our starting inside linebacker alongside Deontay this past weekend, in part because Jihad Campbell was out uh, for the game, and Jihad uh, may be back this weekend. He was on video yesterday. It look, looks like Jihad Campbell will be back, which is exciting. But So Trez Marshall starting next to Lawson and played well. The veteran from Georgia, the transfer, played well, got hurt, and had to come out. And when he had to come out, he was replaced by Kendrick Blackshire. So Blackshire's technically our fourth inside linebacker, right? Because there's Deontay, there's Trez, there's Jihad Campbell, who was out. And, and now Kendrick Blackshire comes in as the fourth guy. Kendrick was great. I mean, he was juiced to play. He he was a presence when he was out there. Go back if you can and rewatch. If you rewatch, watch the snaps that Kendrick Blackshire plays. He's a madman. Then later in the – so Trez comes back. Trez is fine. He was dinged up. He was out a couple series. Trez comes back in, now healthy, and plays fine. Trez is fine, not, not taking a shot at him. But then later in the game, now it comes time to substitute liberally off the bench. Kendrick comes in again for, for Trez as part of just the, hey, we're, we're going to play the bench now. And Kendrick did his thing where he stole the ball. Like Luke said, it was really more like an interception than a, than a fumble return. It was an interception. The ball never hits the ground, so I wonder why they call that a fumble. I guess it's because it's a catch. It's deemed a catch. Uh, that the guy already catch. caught it. But the ball never hits the ground, and Kendrick took it from him. But anyway, regardless of that, Kendrick is my surprise player from this past weekend because he wasn't scheduled to play. He only played because of injury. And when he did play, wowza. I think we need to consider keeping that fella on the football field. I think it all goes back to now that we have a more aggressive mentality, the guys that we recruited that are known to be aggressive can be aggressive. I mean, when you don't make them overthink, is so much better. Let Will Anderson go tackle and destroy people, you know. Let Kendrick Blackshire, who looks like a transformer, let him go transform people into little small cubes. That's what he does. All right, now, so, Jimmy, I'll let you go first. Who's going to step up this weekend? 
Who's going to step up this weekend? Oh, well, we have a defensive back concern because a couple guys could be out. That's the main thing we're monitoring this week. Will Malachi Moore play? Will Jalen Key play? Uh, I can tell you a couple guys that are going to have to step up, and, and they're going to be uh, uh, hopefully our surprise players this weekend, Trey Amos, the cornerback, and Christian Story at safety. Everybody that listens to the show every day knows Luke and I have been uh, really a hype and Christian story for a long time. This weekend, he may get a shot. He may be a 60-minute player against Texas. If Malachi Moore is out uh, or Jalen Key is out, those are the next guys up. Trey Amos is basically our sixth guy right now. He comes in as the sixth defensive back when we're in dime, and he plays corner. But with Malachi or Jalen Key out, he's going to come in and be – uh, a presence in in nickel at, uh, for sure. And we're, we stay in nickel almost the whole game. But anyway, the point is, Tramus is going to play a lot. He's going to be a cornerback. There's going to be times he's covering Xavier Worthy. When he's not covering him, he's going to be on Worthington. He's going to be on A.D. Mitchell, the transfer from Georgia, who's a heck of a player. Uh, Trey Amos is going to have a big-time assignment. And the transfer from University of Louisiana, he is a big-time. Let's hope he's the surprise player, if not – Christian story. I think Christian's only going to play a significant role if Malachi and Jalen Key are out, but that very well could be the case. And if so, Christian story star of locked on Bama. It's basically this show is me, Luke and Christian story. Christian story will uh, hopefully be a surprise player for Alabama this weekend. If he gets that shot. All right. I'm going to cheat and I'm going to be quick because this guy led us in tackles this past weekend and that's Caleb Downs. But here's why I say he's going to bust out because of the things you said. And also, I feel like it only makes sense. A guy who's so ballyhooed, a guy who's been the star of, of practices so far, a, a guy who led the team in tackles as a true freshman in his first start ever, I think he's been he, – this is the game where he, he's going to put the nation on notice. I think this is the game where he's going to step up and be like, I, you know, I wanted to do well against Middle Tennessee State, but I want to star against Texas. And here's the other thing. We know Texas is going to take deep shots. And he's a rangy guy who will be able to make plays on the ball. I'm, I said Caleb Downs getting an interception last weekend. I'm very confident he'll get an interception this weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, it could easily happen. Texas is going to throw it. Here's the thing. Middle Tennessee threw it quite a bit, more than we thought. But how many times in a Middle Tennessee pass did you see uh, Vettiata, whatever his name is, Nicholas Vettiata, I think, take the snap and immediately throw to his right or immediately throw to his left? There wasn't a whole lot of throwing it that way, throwing it <laughs> directly in front of him. Texas is going to do that. Texas is going to throw the ball down the field to very talented receivers. So there will be more opportunities to pick off balls. Uh, and and I, I like that pick. And Caleb Downs, to me, it's Luke, it's not, it's like he's already not a freshman already. That's right. It's like he's just one of our best players. He just happens to be a true freshman, but he's one of the best players on the team. And uh we said that this summer, that that was a possibility, that he could pull a – Will Anderson showed up one of the best players on the team. Uh, so did Caleb. Jimmy, I want to tell everybody now about FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. That's amazing. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. I'm going to do that because I want to get my YouTube TV and I want to get my NFL Sunday ticket. That is a heck of a deal. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from spreads to 
player props, and more, whatever you want. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel is official partner of the NFL. All right, Jimmy, we're going to do a few over-unders very quickly here in this last segment. I probably can't get to all I want, but I'm going to do some of them. Here we go. Jalen Milrow, and I'm going to – this is a a three-parter for you. Over-under, 225 passing, 75 rushing, two-and-a-half total TDs accounted for. Under, over, over. Uh, I'm going to have Milrow maybe not lighten it up with the arm, but having a big day with his legs – that's going to mean rushing yards. Uh, I'll have Milrow rushing for 100 yards this weekend and scoring, uh, being responsible for three touchdowns, uh, two rushing and one throwing. Uh, I, I don't think Milrow will be an SEC player of the week like he was this past week because of the stepping up in competition. But what I would like to – this is what I want to see from Jalen Milrow. This is how I'm judging it. Everybody else can judge him however you feel like you want to judge him. I'm judging him one way this Saturday, win the game. Win the game. If Alabama wins the game, I don't care what Milrow's stat line looks like. That's the job. The job is to win the game. Everything else is window dressing. All right. Here's my take. I think he's going to go over the passing yards, under the rushing yards, over the total TDs, and here's my thinking. I talked to somebody this morning with some ties to some some coaches, and – the, the interesting comment to me was what's going to happen is Jalen Milrow is going to um, have a long run at first because they're going to be in, in a zone situation and he's going to be able to break free and have, have a nice long run. Then Texas is going to go, okay, we got to have a spy. If you have a spy, you're going to have to be in man. And if you're going to be in man, I like our shot, even though our receivers are still relatively unproven, I like Isaiah Bond's speed. I like what I saw. I like Jaylen, uh, Jermaine Burton, what I saw in the long pass. I like uh, Kobe Prentice. He's proven himself in the past. So uh, Amari Nablack, whatever. I like all of our receivers one-on-one. So if that happens, and I think the, the running scares him enough at first, I think he has about 60 yards rushing and then 250 passing and still accounts for more than two and a half touchdowns. That's That's my take on that. Now, Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I feel like I like it. Yeah, I like it. I have it. I have. I, look, like I actually put some thought into my over unders. Sounds know. like a win, huh? Hey, it sounds like a win. That's what I'm. Uh, uh, that to me is the, the Jalen Milrow stat that I care about. Win the game, make the play that wins the game. Because I, I think this game is going to be decided in the fourth quarter, and it, and in the fourth quarter, I think Jalen Milrow is going to have to make a play for Alabama to win the game. All right, we may do some more over-unders the rest of this week. We're out of time for right now. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you for um, subscribing. I, we've got a new service that's coming out. I will talk about it tomorrow. Uh, this is going to be very cool. You're going to want to get on top of this, and uh, we will be in touch with you about that tomorrow. But until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.